Hi guys, this is Apollonia Rockwell with True Safety. Welcome to our first podcast. This is our first podcast. We're all extremely nervous. By all, I mean me. And if we're going to be famous one day, we'll keep this on the, we'll put this on the record right now. Um, Allison is not holding the mic up next to her. She refuses. And we'll date this so that we'll always go back to this podcast. We're currently October 29th, 2018. We're at 15 employees. Our sales guy starts today. And six months from now, we're going to be a whole different company. Okay, but anyways, talking about how we're about to grow and expand, speaking of, what I am super passionate about, and Emmanuel picked this topic, and it's like perfect, is teamwork. And when he said, let's talk about teamwork, I thought about what makes a dream team. Like I think about this all the time is like what makes a dream team? How do you attract the dream team? How do you attract superstars? Like do you not? Do you just attract people that are great with great attitude and you train them to be a superstar? So how do you attract these people? How do you recruit them and how do you retain amazing people? Because, you know, it took – we're at 15 employees. How did we just get somebody at a dealership for 16 years? Like how did he, how did we get someone to take a pay cut to come work for us? How did a man, how did I get you who also took initially a cut um, and everything to, to come here and the guys that you're recruiting, Josh, a lot of people that you've brought on, you know, made sacrifices to be here. Like, how did we do that? So a lot of it comes with they have to have uh, some drive, some hunger, and some passion. And you have to be able to see what they're not showing you, the things they don't tell, the things that we all hide deep within. And Mm -hmm. we all have to be sharing the same passions and the same visions. And, you know, the vision is the is the baseline of teamwork. You know, without a vision, you don't know where you're going. How are you going to get there? So it all starts with the with the vision. And when people can see the vision and want to be a part of the vision and live it out, we can start building a team and start growing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we have to have a vision. And, and what is that vision? And do people believe in the vision? And that's how we start growing. Mm-hmm. So and, I've and Allison doesn't see the vision. And Allison is. <laughs> Allison just quit. I'm just joking. So I've been right and I've been wrong about hires. So how do you interview or how do you recruit and what are the top things that you look for within somebody when you're interviewing them? The first thing I look at... You've been more right than I've been right. So you go first. So the the big thing I look for is... is did I get excited about the person when I was talking to him? You know, if I can't get excited within okay. the first five minutes. About them? About them okay. or anything they to bring. It, something has to grab my attention about them. And I think the, the big thing that I find is, you know, what, what motivates them and why are they hungry? You know, why do they really want to work here? You know, everybody, when they're coming to a job, they, wanna, they want the job or they want to sell themselves. But what are they selling? And for me, it's what's motivating that person and not the whole cliche, you know, I'm here for my family, but, mm-hmm. you know, what do they want in life and 
How are they planning on getting there? What have they experienced that they didn't like or did like and how they have grown from those experiences Mm -hmm. and what they learned from them and, you know, why they're hungry or what their future looks like. And those are the big keys that we have to grab on. And the next part about that, okay, I got excited. I see they're, they're motivated and they're hungry, Mm -hmm. but what do they want? You know, what are, you know, what do they want out of the job? You know, what can they bring us? You know, what experience, what story, and once we know their story of what they can bring, you know, we can start extracting those things and using them for what we're trying to accomplish. You know, what makes them safe and, you know, what the safety company, everybody says they're safe, but are they really? And a lot of us, we didn't do things right, so we kind of can tell what we need to be talking about because we have that life experience. We have that story we can tell, the story we can share and provide that that message Um, to our people, whether we're doing a class or a meeting, they have to be able to take something there and learn something. Yeah. Or we're just, you know, the uh, safety cop or just like the, there's nothing that really separates us from anybody else. We're just the same. So we have to figure out what separates us and um, they have to bring those key factors to the table. Mm -hmm. So hearing that, I think, Kristen, because we have Kristen, Miss Kristen in the room. But what did you, and you can be totally honest, we need your honesty right now. You came from a much larger company. We won't disclose, but she came from a pretty big company with a lot of DOT experience. And I think I found you. I think I found your resume and I reached out to you. I didn't, I don't just. Like that's another tip for companies or for consultants trying to grow their team to the first five or whatever. It's like you got to hunt down. Like I realized I learned this is like you got to hunt down good talent. It's not just going to you're not just going to get flooded with resumes. Um, Like I feel that I've really had to search out for great people. And so I think I reached out to Kristen and what. Why did you switch from a big company to sure? Here? Well, and and actually, the the last company I was with before True Safety was my third large company. So my you had a record of big companies. Yeah, I mean, and that's just where that's. I mean, I don't know. That's my experience. Um, you know, and so I've I've spent my career in this corporate ladder climbing rat race atmosphere. Okay. And I, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that inherently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people go through that system at one point or another, you know, and, um, but it's, it's, there's nothing really exciting about it. Hmm. Um, and so when, when you had reached out to me, I think you reached out to me a couple of times cause I was a little intimidated at first. I'm persistent. You sent me the, like an EHS director job position. I'm like, um, I'm not qualified for this. I'll try it again. Let's change but, it to DOT and I'll reach out but, again. Yeah. And, and, and then we, we uh, spoke on the phone and yeah. I, and I told you that I was like, I'm, I don't know. I'm terrified of this EHS director position. I don't know why you're contacting me. And you're like, no, no, no. I have, I have plans. Like, I'm like, let's meet. Trust me. Just meet and me. And we met, and um, I learned a little bit more about true safety. And, you know, there's, it's, there's just, there was just a vibe. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I mean, that was your vibe because I met with We you. talked for a long time. We did. We, like, for, like, an hour. Yeah. And then um, when we talked at the interview, like, I had to cut it short because... I had to be at my other job. I remember. Like, I don't want to know 
I remember um, that. But yeah, I don't know. I just I think it was it, it was the personal vibe that I got from you and your your excitement and your passion, but also just learning about the company and seeing what True Safety was doing. You know, it's um, True Safety is. I think it's about more than just regulations and compliance and making sure you can pass an audit. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a deeper level. It's 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 actually like the the heart behind that mm-hmm. and making sure that everybody um, is prepared for the challenges that they face so that they can go home to their families mm-hmm. um, in the same shape or better than you know their families gave them away yeah we started the day you know yeah and it's and and it's not there's there's just so many areas to explore um dot is kind of its own animal there's so much in common with osha and and what you guys are always doing but then there's differences too and so for me it was just really exciting um to push myself personally um i remember that in the in the like that rat race atmosphere i don't think anybody ever gave me the chance to fly on my own it was Mm -hmm. always like this is the role that you are are gonna do and you're gonna do great at that role but this is what you're doing and and with true safety i've just really been given an opportunity to spread my wings and sometimes i don't really know where i'm flying to (laughs) i just know that i'm flying and just keep flying and at some point like it's going to come together. And so, um, I feel like that's a common thing that we, we bring people on and we tell them, Hey, like, we're not going to micromanage. If that's something that you need, this isn't a great place for you because we give people so much freedom and we give them the choices like, Hey, choose the classes that you want to take next. You can grow a department. I'm not going to be following up with you every single week to see if your department's up and running. Like you just need to do it. But like, so what you just said really reminded me of something is we try our best to attract top talent. That's something that I, it's always in the forefront of my mind is how do I, how do we bring in superstars? How do we bring in the next badass things like that? But I think what Emmanuel does really well in another, one of our major focuses is retaining the top talent because you can attract a superstar, but if you're not keeping that person happy and if you're not challenging them and if you're not listening to their goals, if I'm not listening to where Allison personally wants to go and be, and if I'm not intuitive to what makes her excited, then she will eventually leave. And I think that that's something, Emmanuel, that you're very in tune with like what goes through your mind when you're thinking how do we retain this superstar well it always goes back to when you worked with companies and you always have things that you don't like or you wish if if i ran this place you know i would be better i I don't want it to run like that and Mm -hmm. how did this place make me feel how did that person make me feel um in my book i don't think that you ever leave a company you leave your your supervisor you leave your manager yeah and that the relationships and things that you build are are huge you know we can have a buddy system but at the end of the day we have to have a checks and balances and you know hold people accountable but the thing is is we have to have a sense of you know motivation within ourselves and be able to motivate each other and then just make people feel appreciated the thing is is you can make you know, $10 over here for this company and $2 over here for this company. And what's separating is just money. And so what stops people from jumping ship and going to somebody else is the relationships you build, the trust. Um, when you can set goals for them and they can achieve their goals, yeah. you know, that, that means something for them because they're having that, 
you know, they're, they're able to achieve something for themselves and at a sense they're a person, they're not a number. You know, if we can work for somebody and make a ton of money and just be a number, nobody knows who's we, who we are, what our goals are, what we're passionate about, you know, what our future is or what it's going to be or what they want it to be like, um, then it doesn't mean anything. We're just coming to work for money. But if you can come to work and, you know, feel good about what you're doing, you're there for a purpose, and, and that's big is having a purpose and, and living out what that purpose is. Mm-hmm. And you can retain people, but we always have to have, you know, morale, and morale's huge, and how do we keep that up there? And that, yeah. that's always a challenge. Um, morale's going downhill or you know you start going downhill production performances start going downhill you have to look within yourself to see what you're doing are you helping that person you know we can be quick to fire somebody but what did I do to set them up for failure you know did I give them all the tools they needed Mm -hmm. did I provide all the resources give them feedback or did I just set them up for failure saying here's your job get it done and didn't really show them how to do it or I didn't put any effort into them I just heard you say so many pro tips, if that's what we can call it, or for companies that are trying to take their business to the next level or if they're trying to grow. I mean, I just heard you say so much. I think the first step is being self-aware of the morale. Like I think so many people and business owners or managers or employees, they're not aware uh, that there is an energy in your office, whether you acknowledge it or not, there's an energy and a morale in your office and you're either contributing to it or you're derailing it. I really believe that. And that's something that's one of your special gifts, I think, is that you're very self-aware um, with where is everybody at. Like you are always putting other people truly before yourself. And a lot of the things, another pro tip is after our ops meetings, like we meet once a month or geez, once a week, every Monday at seven, but you and I, we don't even plan this, but afterwards we're always asking each other, how is everybody doing? <coughs> Like we're wondering, hey, so-and-so was a little off. Is he okay? Hey, she didn't seem herself. Is she okay? And so we're always self-aware and observant of everybody's behavior to make sure that they're doing okay. And if they're not, then it just prompts a conversation afterwards just to check check in on that person. Yeah, it could be something you did or, you know, if you kind of set the tone, you know, if you're upset or something going on. You know, it just kind of reflects to everybody. And, you know, you have to always look at yourself, like, just as job performance, too. You know, did I give them all the tools? Or then at that point, you know, did I put them in a bad attitude? You know, give did I give the attitude to them? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. did I spread it? Because it's like wildfire. But if you can identify what you're doing and, you know, identify it from the get-go when somebody else has caught on to the negative attitude or whatever it could be. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be an attitude, but yeah. um, those things are contagious and it can destroy a team. But if we're able to, you know, be honest and open with each other, you know, we can, you know, be open to, hey, what's going on and have those conversations with people and just kind of be open. And, and sometimes they're uncomfortable conversations, but if they're had, then we don't have those things lingering because when you have those things lingering, it it destroys a team. If somebody's upset, then they're not really talking to each other. They kind of just shut down. The communication. I think you're right. I think before you know it, and Kristen, I want to get your, I want to get your feedback. I think before you know it, companies like 
they they look around and they see oh, we have a terrible culture. It freaking sucks here. Everybody's negative. I think before you know it, it just as you were saying, it's so contagious, bad attitude. And you just, one day you look up and you wonder why the company sucks and everyone sucks and everyone's talking about each other and trying to compete against each other. And so what kind of culture did you see at your other companies? <laughs> funny you ask this. Like, are just, other company, are big companies self-aware of culture? Do they talk uh, about I, it? I mean, it, I, every, every company is different, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the, fir- the the place where I got my start and had my first like real office job, yeah. they were super aware of their culture. They did um, different measures to get feedback anonymously and see what people really thought a good idea. of um, their team and their supervisors and their peers and all kinds of stuff. And, and I mean, it wasn't perfect, but they, they put in an effort. And then the place I went after that was the complete opposite. And I, mm. it's funny, I was just telling Allison about this earlier. Um, upstairs in, in this company was like their IT and their HR and their finance and all, all these different departments. And they actually had a rule that they weren't allowed to like socialize or laugh. Like, what? Like, no, I'm serious. Like, what? they they had their. We they, would all be fired. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They had their like 15 minute breaks and their lunch breaks and stuff. What? And that's when you would see people like go downstairs into the break room and like literally like get all set their the laughs out in the yeah. break room. And then they'd go back upstairs to their desks and they would just sit there and grind away at their day. And it's okay. like you know, and and luckily, um, where my department was on a different floor and we had different, um, you know different management um and and so uh we had a different vibe and i i think that we um had a completely different vibe and we were just as productive if not more productive okay that's what i was gonna ask what about productivity because we had we had fun we were on the same page we knew what was going on you know we were kind of more of like a work hard play hard we had potlucks and it was funny like we had a department potluck and like the upstairs they were just like shocked and they were so curious and like they're like listening the day, through the walls like yeah, I no, hear. throughout the day like people would come downstairs and, and like just be like hey what are you know what are you guys got going on and it's like you know I, I don't know the the first company had a lot of potlucks and and then the second company had no potlucks and I so I think I might have even been the one to suggest that um but you know it's so it's just stuff like I feel like little team building things absolutely you need to be you need to have that sense of camaraderie and and to feel like you are all like in this together and it's yeah. not like you're just like stuck in a cage like spinning your little hamster wheel and that's because that's I mean I, even though like my department down there was was different than the rest of the company that whole culture really pervaded and and I had to like constantly play interference with my staff and management and mm-hmm. like you know what's going on in there and what's Kristen's team doing and stuff and it's like um, it, even for me, like it really was soul sucking and I just was miserable there. Yeah. And I just, you know, I stuck it out for, um, a certain amount of time, but after a certain amount of time, I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I I'm, I'm done. I got to find something else. And yeah. I left, you know, because it just, because of, I, cu- because of culture. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and the work I was doing was great. I enjoyed the work I was doing, but I just didn't like where I was doing it at. So that's interesting. I want to hear. We're going to force Allison. I want to hear her feedback, and then I want to hear Emmanuel's answer to this. 
We have amazing, the amazing Allison on the mic. Woo. But this is what I want to know because, so she's fresh out of UNC. How, two years? One year? Year and a half? Year and a half. Year and a half. From UNC. So she doesn't have a bunch of experience working at big companies, whatever. But what's, I want to hear your feedback. What makes up a dream team? Like, what's your definition of it? It doesn't, like, there's no right or wrong answer, but I mean, what what have you seen works and what doesn't work? And Allison's going first, and then Emmanuel. And then Emmanuel's going. It's so funny that we're talking about this because Kristen and I were literally just talking about this for like 20 minutes. Really? We were. And then you come in and we're like, dream team. Dream team. Let's do it. So, what do you think makes up a dream team? I mean, that's how I was telling her. Like, I haven't worked. I mean, I've had other like smaller jobs, so I've never worked for like a whole company. Okay. And, um, so, I mean, I think the best thing about working here is that you and Emmanuel are very open to listening to what each employee kind of wants to do. Like, yeah. you're good at, like, meeting with them every once in a while and being like, okay, here, here's where you are. Here's what your job is. Is this what you want to keep doing? Do you kind of want to move over to this department? Do you want to do this more or less? And mm-hmm. um, and if somebody kind of wants to grow into a different department or going into different into different um, activities that they do in their daily routine, you're not really, like, you're willing to help them grow there. You're like, okay, is there a class we can sign you up for? Is there, yeah. is there something that we can help um, get you that kind of helps you grow and it helps? Because you know that, like you said, like, if you treat your team right and you kind of grow with them and treat them as family, like, they'll stay with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's how, like, in the beginning you were like, how do we get these people to, like, take a pay cut to come and work here? And, like, yeah. I think it's seriously just like, your amazing culture and the possibility of growth like it's exciting to be a part of a company that nothing is off limits like we're making the fortune 500 list soon yes and there's no doubt in like i don't think anyone's mind that works here yeah that's not like that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. no doubt Mm -hmm. um so i think that's just like the most exciting thing and i think the i think also you're very aware of like you know you look for people that you think are a good match. You kind of have an idea in your mind of what you want the culture to be like here and what you want the people that work here to to do and what kind of um, – oh, gosh. No, oh, yeah. This is like public speaking. <laughs> this, is, this is public speaking. What, what <laughs> you, just you just know what you want them to be like. And so, like, you know, like, you can kind of tell, like, oh, this isn't the right culture for you. Like, let's find something. I see what you're you. saying. Like, yeah. You're not afraid to be like, okay, this might not be the company for you. Or, or like, yeah. you, you want them to be happy just as much as um, you want them to work here. So. 100%. I, I, yeah, I definitely, we're not so grand that I think, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I'm not thinking, I'm also just looking out for that other person. And when we let people go, because I get made fun of sometimes when a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you just let go of people way too quick. I'm like, yeah, they're freaking cancer. Let's cut the cancer right now. But there's also some situations where it truly is not a great fit for that person. Like that person is amazing. Um, They're skilled. They are great friends or whatever. It's just not a good fit here. And their happiness is so important. And so I totally love that. I love that feedback. What do you think, Emmanuel? 
we're trying to come up with uh, nicknames, just so you know. We'll have nicknames next podcast. But what do you think makes up a dream team as we're closing, as we're wrapping this up? But, like, what? A dream team is people that aren't afraid to grow other people. A dream team where everybody is looking out for one another and helping them grow and putting in the work. I love and that. Yeah. If you have somebody that's just holding all the knowledge and not spreading the knowledge, not pouring into their people, sabotaging the, other people, the company will never grow. It's only as big as that one person. It can't ever grow because you're always trying to knock them down to stay on top. Um, but if you take away the, all that and not afraid to let somebody pass you up, if for one chance they you know become more knowledgeable or more passionate or whatever the case may be if they become better than you then then let it go because the the company then grows but if you're just holding back knowledge to hold it back and not wanting to grow people and in a sense sabotaging them sabotaging the company sabotaging yourself you're limited but you don't grow when you can just truly help other people do what they want to do then you'll be successful and you can grow a team. And then when you have more people that share that same mindset, you know, only sky's the limit. And who knows, maybe there's something else up there. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. And we've officially ran out of time. But that, you don't just say that. I mean, if for any, I mean, for everyone in this room, I mean, that is, and everyone, like our whole team is going to listen to this podcast and nobody's going to be shocked by anything that we're saying because that's such the truth with you. You so many people can say, oh yeah, we have to grow other people and not be afraid to grow other people. But I see you living it out every day. And that's why I'm so appreciative. I just, I believe in gratitude so much. And every day I'm, I'm so thankful for everybody on the team. And I'm so thankful that somebody that's right alongside me leading this team is just such a servant leader like you are. I mean, I see you living it all all the time where you are giving everyone around you the same skills that you have. You're, you're leaving nothing to yourself. You're giving it all to them. And people might say, oh my gosh, you're training yourself out of a job. But it's like, no, 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 no. Our dreams are not so small where we're training ourselves out of a job like we're going for fortune 500 we're going for 50 employees in next year so i mean just having that mindset i mean it's it's so true so that's another pro tip for anyone trying to grow their team is don't be afraid to give everything you have to the person next to you because it'll do nothing but grow the entire team and and ultimately blow your company up, and that's the goal, right? So, um, well, I guess that ends the first podcast. Nothing else. I'm we're literally out of time. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Leave us a message, comment, share this on Facebook, um, share this out on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Leave messages. Don't be afraid afraid to direct message us if you have any suggestions, any questions, but any. Uh, suggestions for topics for next week. We're going to come to you every single week. So leave us comments and messages. Thank you.